Hey guys, it's Simi, and this is Brussling Unlimited, as we are here on the, what's today, the 24th of January 2022, to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw, and why is my chair wanting to roll backwards? I don't know. There we go. We're going to talk everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw, the final Monday Night Raw before this weekend's Royal Rumble pay-per-view that should be a really good show. I always enjoy the Royal Rumble. I think Royal Rumble is, well, it's very opinion-based here. Is the Royal Rumble the number two pay-per-view of the year, or is it number three behind SummerSlam? Does it go Mania, Rumble, SummerSlam, or Mania, SummerSlam, Rumble? Let me know in the comments below, or in the live chat if you're watching. And I'll, I'll keep my eye on the live chat to see, uh, what you guys say, do you think the Rumble is the bigger, more important show? Or is SummerSlam the bigger, more important show and at number two behind WrestleMania? It is always a big question every single year. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And at Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out by hitting that uh, donate button down below. And you can also use that donate button down below to get your questions in to make sure they do get read. Also, remember to subscribe to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe either with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, whether that's Prime Gaming or Prime Shipping, well, get a free subscription. Right here on Twitch, take that Amazon account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom. Then you get a lot of cool things like free games, Jedi Fallen Order right now, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. You get stuff for games for free. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, you get stuff for free. Like stuff for Valorant, Grand Theft Auto Online, Fall Guys and more. And you always get one free subscription to any which channel you want to subscribe to, why not subscribe to us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited, because it doesn't cost you anything. It's money already burning a hole in your pocket. Excuse me. Because it's just sitting there, and you're not going to use it either other way. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well with a super chat or a super sticker donation. We do have a super chat right here from Derek Bocek. Says just got out of the arena from Raw. Crowd was hot. Well, that's good to hear. And, and trust me, I knew that crowd was hot in the Randy Orton segment. They were going wild for Randy Orton. So much so that on TV, you can barely hear Kevin Patrick talking on the microphone. That's how loud that crowd was for Randy Orton. But remember, you can also hit that uh, join button down below to become a channel member. And in doing so, you can get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Finally... Head over to the Epic Game Store, whether that's the Epic Game Store on your computer, whether that's the Fortnite launcher for V-Bucks, or trying to get skins in Rocket League. It's going to ask you, do you have a creator code? You do have an Epic creator code, PW Unlimited. Use this code to support us right here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Like I said, whether you're buying V-Bucks for Fortnite in Fortnite, whether you're getting <clears throat> skins for Rocket League in the Rocket League game, or you're buying games on the Epic Game Store like Rainbow Six Extraction, Grand Theft Auto 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, or more. Well, you can support us 
with this code right here. And also, I do want to say that this podcast is brought to you by PCD Hive. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Monday Night Raw kicks off with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley in a weigh-in. Got Adam Pierce and Corey Graves, um, I guess you could say, in the ring hosting. I don't know why both of them needed to be there. But you got both of them, I guess, like I said, hosting the weigh-in. I guess, like, Corey Graves was the mouthpiece for it, and Adam Pierce was facilitating. That was weird. Big old scream from outside. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. Huh. Okay. That threw me off a little bit. Out will scream from outside. I don't know if you guys heard it or not, but that was weird. But the challenger comes out first. Bobby Lashley accompanied by MVP. Then we got Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. And Brock Lesnar wearing a cowboy hat. What the hell? Brock and a cowboy hat. Okay. So Lashley wore his athletic gear like he was doing a real MMA weigh-in. Lashley, or Lesnar came in wearing large flannel coat, light blue jeans, cowboy hat, and so forth. And even asked if he needed to get naked for this. Graves noted that Lashley, or noted that Lesnar's outfit may be a little too inappropriate for a weigh-in. And that's when Lesnar goes, oh, you want me to get naked? And Graves is like, oh, no, 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 we're good. So they say the challenger goes first. He jumps up on the scale and he weighs in 273 pounds. MVP called him the almighty killing machine. Closer to a god than a man. MVP said that Lashley is going to win the title and then put on even more weight after he becomes the champion. To the exact amount of weight as the WWE Championship belt. He didn't say how much that was though. I think the belts are like 30 pounds maybe. Lesnar then removes only the hat. And the crowd starts chanting, let's go, Brock. Brock Lesnar does weigh in at 286 pounds. And where the hell did they get this scale? Like a 1950s scale or something. It looked like it looked more like a gas pump than an actual scale. Like, what the hell? <clears throat> but eventually the two start talking back and forth. And Lesnar is great here. And People say it all the time, Bobby Lashley's not that good on the microphone. He cuts subpar promos. But here's the thing with it. Yes, Lashley may sometimes cut a subpar promo. But the thing about Lashley is he actually comes off as just a dude talking. Like if they were at a real MMA press conference, this is how he would talk at that press conference, not scripted. And that's what I like about Bobby Lashley. He doesn't come off as like this great actor or anything, but he comes off as a real dude ready for a real fight because he's got experience doing it. He's got experience at real life MMA press conferences and weigh-ins and smack talking back and forth before a real MMA fight. That's what I like about Bobby Lashley, that he always sounds real when he's talking on the microphone and not someone that's either acting or just trying to be a little bit over the top. Then you got Brock Lesnar and you can say, Oh, is he acting? No. This is Brock being Brock, and we learned all that when he was in the UFC. Because Brock, and the way he talks on the mic in WWE, is just the same way he was cutting people down in the UFC. But Lesnar called Bobby a comedian. And then it's funny that you think you're actually going to be able to beat me. Lesnar, imagine walking up on Sunday morning and saying, Paul Heyman, Paul, listen to this. Sunday morning, we're going to wake up, and the newspapers are going to say, new WWE champion. 
Bobby who? Lesnar's music hits, and he and Heyman leave. So, yeah, I thought the segment was good, effective, and I'm glad they didn't touch. I'm glad that they didn't touch and were leaving the physicalities till the actual match. As far as the match goes, I think it shouldn't go any more than six to eight minutes. Keep it under eight minutes, closer to five or six, <clears throat> and this match could be amazing. It's a match we've been wanting since, I want to I, 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 I say 2018. It's a match we wanted since 2018, but really we've wanted it before because we wanted to try and get Bobby Lashley in the UFC out of Bellator so they could actually have an actual fight. But ever since Bobby came back in 2018 to the WWE, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Give me the match, Brock and Bobby. But as we move forward, the recap, Bianca Belair winning last year's Royal Rumble before winning the title at WrestleMania. After the break, the announcers ran down tonight's card, which they normally do at the start of the show, but as mentioned, they did the weigh-ins as soon as the show kicked off. Uh, good question, Fire King Atlas. The Royal Rumble is Saturday this year. It is Saturday, not Sunday. So just everybody remember that. The Royal Rumble is Saturday, not Sunday. <clears throat> Next up, we got Bianca Belair versus Queen Zelina. And I was shocked that Zelina was by herself. I thought maybe, you know, oh, is Carmella not here? Give me one second, guys. All right. And no, Carmella was there. But for some reason, she didn't even come out with Zelina when she took on Bianca. I thought, you know, Carmella would at least be in her corner. But no, that wasn't the case. But these two had a, a pretty good three and a half minute match. Zelina countered Belair multiple times, stopping her from getting any substance of offense. Belair managed to walk a code red into a KOD and pick up the victory. Proud, very into Bianca Belair here. Uh, Graves then said that Bianca Belair could be the first person in the 24 years history of the Rumble to win back-to-back. -back. And I go, mm, oh, we've had back-to-back -back winners before. She'd be the first female since they started. Well, so if Bianca can win, she'd be the first female to win twice. But I, I could could have sworn we've had back-to-back -back winners before. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought maybe Austin won back-to-back -back or something, but. I already said that, Kay Ballard. Kevin Patrick interviews Kevin Owens and asks him about uh, feigning an injury in his match with Damian Priest last week. Owens emphasized that it was Priest's first loss, but was offended that Patrick accused him of faking an injury. Owens demanded that Patrick read the back of his shirt. What's it say? Just keep fighting. He said, and that's what I did. I just kept fighting. Last week, I beat the United States champion, which means tonight I get a U.S. title shot. And what am I going to do in that match no matter what? Just keep fighting. <clears throat> mm, okay, Michael Wallace corrects me. He says it's the first time in 24 years since we've had a back-to-back -back winner. Okay, that's where I was confused because I also thought, we've had more than 24 rumbles. That's where I was a little confused then. But going forward, we had a nine and a half minute match. Kevin Owens versus Damian Priest. 
for the United States Championship. This was a really good match till the finish. So Owens tried to send Ton off the apron. Priest got his knees up and slammed Owens on the apron, which led to a break. Priest continued the offense and hit a headlock DDT for a near fall. Owens responded with a tornado DDT and a frog splash for a near fall. The crowd thought that was the finish and really, really, really was into that one to no. Priest countered a pop-up powerbomb and hit a roundhouse kick for another near fall. Priest then angrily stomped on Owens, who was in the, the, in the ropes, and the fans actually started booing. Owens wrenched Priest against the top rope and used a schoolboy holding the tights to get a two. Priest hit a big clothesline, and he hammered away at Owens in the corner as the referee desperately tried to stop him. The crowd booed Priest, who was just stomping and wouldn't stop until the referee disqualified him. So, referee calls for the DQ, and they tell us, well, Kevin Owens wins the match, but Damian Priest keeps the belt. So I guess we're going to finally get a full Damian Priest heel turn. I teased more with him in a minute, but it's like, where is this leading to? Is Owens going to eventually beat him for the belt, and they just didn't want to do it before the Rumble? I don't know. There were pre-tape promos by Rhea Ripley, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Tamina Carmella, and Nikki A.S.H. about being in the Rumble. And I'm like, oh, the, the Dana Brooke one specifically was horrible. She was talking, and then she would stop herself and then kind of like look and then finish her line. And then she'd like stop for a second and then remember to finish the line. It was so bad. Like... Give her cue cards next time. But as the women were coming down for this, what was it, a six-woman tag? Yeah, six-woman tag. They cut to the back really fast where Sonya Deville was was running down Damian Priest where she's like, I don't like this. I don't like how you can't keep yourself in control and you don't follow the referee's orders. When the referee says to stop doing something in the ring, you stop or, you, or what happens tonight is going to happen again. But if this does happen again, maybe more needs to happen so you learn your lesson. Basically berating him, telling him that he doesn't listen to officials. He'll eventually start to get fined or even suspended. Next up, we had a six-woman tag team match. It was Dana Brooke, Rhea Ripley, and Liv Morgan taking on Tamina, Nikki A.S.H., and Carmella. And again, very weird that they broke Carmella and Zelina up tonight. Not broke them up, but had them work different matches. They were never together at all on screen. They're the women's tag team champions. Why were they not together at all? Why couldn't you have... Well, I, I mean, I... Why didn't they give us Tamina versus Bianca? Huh? Why didn't they give us Tamina versus Bianca? That would have been a nice way to go because then you could have had Queen Zelina in this match. Bada bing, bada boom. I do want to say thank you to Hot Cross for the raid on Twitch. Really do appreciate that. Raiding with a party of four. Appreciate that, my guy. But basically, this is the Rhea Ripley show. She dominated early working over Tamina, and everyone traded moves. Ripley then got frustrated with Carmella, slammed her down, grabbed her in the inverted clover leaf like she weighed them less than my daughter, and made her tap out. Like, the way she... This was impressive. Because she slams Carmella down, wraps her up for the clover leaf, and then just... 
boom, whips her up and just holds her there. And she's wrenching it and wrenching it. And I go, holy crap. Rhea Ripley's strong as fuck. The way she literally grabbed her and just, whew, like, how easily I picked up this Mountain Dew bottle is how easily she picked up Carmella with quickness, too. Wild. So, one interesting thing about this match is Carmelo's wearing the face mask, and basically Byron said that it was scaring him, and it looked like a walking horror film. And Corey goes, excuse me, Saxton? What did you say about Carmella? <clears throat> Next up, we have the Alpha Academy Academic Challenge. They did a spelling bee. The spelling bee was facilitated by Kevin Patrick. Chad Gable and Otis were on one team, RK Bro on the other. Gable said that this would be the first of a triad of events happening over the next few weeks. He figured the idiots of Ohio are too stupid to know what that means, so he explained it means three events. The crowd told him he sucked. I thought Gable was fantastic in this segment, despite the segment being subpar. The segment itself was so par, but Gable, oh, he was so good getting himself over as the cocky, arrogant, over, over indulgent heel. Like, I can't do nothing wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm the smartest man in the world. So I thought this was fantastic as far as Chad Gable did go. And the crowd, boy, does the crowd love Randy Orton. Gable also announced that he noticed would be entering into the Royal Rumble. Tim Patrick then introduced Randy Orton and Riddle, who received a huge reaction, if you couldn't tell. So Otis was up first, and his, his word was the mantle. He asked for a definition, and then was immediately able to spell it when Patrick told him it was a form of Swiss cheese. He goes, oh yeah, a form of Swiss cheese. Okay, that's a E-M-M-A, E-M-M-E-N-T-A-L. Mantle. <clears throat> Otis and Gable celebrated. Riddle was next up and got his word. Calibration. And he looks at Kevin Patrick and goes, you mean a uh, calibration? And he's like, uh, no, I mean calibration. Riddle asked him to clarify for a little clarification. He goes, can you clarify it for me with letters? And I'm like, oh, this fucker just asked him to spell it for him. Riddle figured out what it meant, though. Like, oh, you mean when I calibrate my scale to weigh, weigh stuff? I got it now. Crowd laughed. And then he spelled it C-A-L-I-B-R-A-T-I-O-N. Riddle was so good here that he popped Randy Orton. And whenever someone pops Randy Orton, that's great. Because Randy Orton Randy Orton's one of those guys that always stays in character, straight-faced everything. But when you can pop Randy Orton, that means you're funny as hell. Gable was up next. His word was disillusion. And he referred to here the definition. He goes, no, 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 I don't need the definition. I know what this word means. Da, 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 da. And he like says the definition of dissolution. And so when he says that definition, Kevin Patrick's trying to tell him, no, 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 no. Not the right word. Not the right. He goes, I can spell this word in my sleep. D-I-S-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N. And they tell him he's wrong. He goes, excuse me? <clears throat> and they're like, you spelt dissolution, but the word is disillusion. He goes, well, uh, uh, 
I couldn't hear you. I, you said it wrong. Uh, we need a better host or mediator because I can't understand what you're saying. And freaking Byron goes, maybe Gable doesn't, maybe Gable doesn't speak Irish. I go, Irish ain't a language, you goob. Maybe Gable doesn't speak Irish. What? Okay. Orton was up next. His word was dumbbell. Dumbbell. They say it's one of the most commonly misspelled words in the American language. And he's like, do you need a definition? Orton goes, I know what this word is. And Gable goes, yeah, it's it's what his partner is, a dumbbell. And Orton spells it D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L. Gable's pissed off that Orton got such an easy word and says Orton's partner's a dumbbell. Orton told him shut up and challenged him to a match right here, right now. Orton said that he would beat him and then spell out, well, R-K-O. So I thought the segment itself was all right. Gable was really, really good here. Everyone played their parts really well. The segment, eh, I don't know why we need a spelling bee. I get what they're doing, but I was like, eh. But I think the four guys here made the best out of this mess situation. But we ended up did getting a just shy of 14-minute match between Randy Orton and Chad Gable, and boy, was this good. Orton was in control early after dropping Gable on the announce table, but after he knocked Otis off the apron. Gable hit a chop block and followed this up with a moonsault for a two. During the break, Gable dropped Orton leg first on the announce table and worked over his ankle. Orton mounted a comeback, and the crowd started chanting RKO. Orton hit a backbreaker and a draping DDT. As Orton set up for the RKO, Riddle went after Otis, but Otis suplexed him. Orton then kicked out of a roll-up and hit a power slam for a two. Orton tried to punt Gable, but Gable countered into an ankle lock. Riddle attacked Otis with a scooter as Orton spilled out, uh, slipped out of the ankle lock before kicking Gable into the buckle. Orton followed this up with an RKO and did pick up the victory. The crowd then popped big for the finish. Also, it was stated earlier, whichever team wins the um, spelling bee gets to pick the competition for next week. RK Bro won because they had two points and Alpha Academy had one point, but they did not state what that competition will be for next week. Also, I assume possibly next week we end up getting Riddle versus or Otis maybe. Again, actually, no. I think Riddle said something about a scooter race for next week, actually. I think he said scooter race. And Orton was kind of, because I remember Riddle said something, and then Orton was like, what? I think he said scooter race, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, how about Bubba here in the chat says, uh, it's scooter race. Okay, so I, I forgot at one point, but then I remembered after I saw it in my notes. <laughs> We got Alexa Bliss segment. Bliss was back at the psychiatrist's office. He asked her when she first met Lily. She said when she was six years old. Been on and on and on about a story with Lily and some girls at the playground and this and that. It went on very long, in fact, that they just abruptly cut away from her and moved on to the next thing. I think she said the word he during her little talk. So everyone's like, she said he. Oh my God. Oh, oh, Bray's coming back. She said he. No, it doesn't mean Bray Wyatt's coming back just because she used the word he. 
stupid people on Twitter. <clears throat> segment with Mr. McMahon and Austin Theory in Vince's office. Theory said that he would win the Royal Rumble and assume McMahon would uh, grease the wheels for him, make it easy. He said, give me number 26, give me number 29. And McMahon's like, excuse me? No, I, you think I'm going to make some pull for you? No, don't, don't think that at all. Uh, I don't even want you to focus on the Rumble right now. I want you to focus on your opponent tonight, AJ Styles. Theory acted surprised. Like uh, uh, he'd have to face such an accomplished superstar. Because you mean former WWE champion and surefire Hall of Famer? McMahon told him, be sure you uh, take some good selfies after that match too. I want, I want all the good ones. And then got another video package that, well, beer is still coming. Next up, we had a 17-minute match. Austin Theory and AJ Styles. Going forward, Styles was in control early until Theory dropped him over the top rope. Drops him over the top rope and they go, if this was the Royal Rumble, AJ would be eliminated. It's ain't Saturday yet, though. Styles pulled Theory off the top rope, but Theory came right back with a rolling drop kick, knocking Styles outside. Styles tried fighting back after a uh, break, but Theory hit a backbreaker for a two. Styles fought back and hit a springboard inverted DDT. Styles continued with more strikes, a neckbreaker, and a sliding forearm for a two. Theory responded with the back elbow and a back suplex for a two of his own. This Mountain Dude really making me get the burps on. Theory tried a superplex, but Styles slipped out and followed up with a Pele kick. They traded counters here and there, leading to Styles applying a calf crusher and Theory making it to the ropes for a break. Theory then shoved Styles off the ropes and went for a uh, phenomenal forearm and tried making a cover with his feet on the ropes, like the top rope. So it was very blatant that he was trying to cheat. The ref goes, oh, I see you. No, cut that shit out. Styles then applied. Thousand slipped out of an ATL attempt and hit a phenomenal forearm for the pinfall in a pretty dang dare good match. I really did enjoy this match. But the basic story was that Theory managed to keep up with AJ Styles, but AJ was just a little bit better in the end. They got the trailer for WWE 2K22. Then we got a backstage interview, face-to-face-ish segment thing, Dewdrop and Becky Lynch. The announcers interviewed them who were in separate rooms to start. Jimmy Smith wanted to start with a question to do drop. Lynch goes, excuse me, is this your first time here or something? You always start with a champ. Lynch went on about how Dewdrop idolized her. And when, when she was still wrestling back in the UK, Becky Lynch was a match she always wanted. She kept going on and on, talking down to Dewdrop. Till Dewdrop finally took her microphone off and walked off. And Becky goes, yeah, see, you can't even handle the pressure here. You're going to leave, walk off, and then what happens? Dewdrop walks into Becky's room. Dewdrop approaches Becky and gets into her face before attacking her and slamming her into a wall. Dewdrop then warned her that she's going to get her ribs broken at the Royal Rumble. I thought this was really good. Both women played this up really, 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 really well. And I liked it. I actually really liked this. Star Shriver interviewed Ray and Dominic in the back. 
Desperate what it means to be on the cover of the video game. Just as past wrestlers like Steve Austin, The Rock, John Cena, and The Undertaker. Spoke about how much it meant to him. But he said it would mean even more if one day in the future I see my boy on the cover as well. So Dominic said it would be an honor playing those games for so many years as a kid. He also planned on winning the Royal Rumble. And Ray goes, whoa, wait, hey. You're going to win the Rumble. That means you're going to have to eliminate your dear old dad here. Dominic acted like that. Eh, that's no big deal. And Ray laughed, but then got serious at the same time. Next up, we had an eight-minute match. It was the Mysterios against the Street Profits. Dominic hit Angelo Dawkins with a suicide dive before Montez Ford dumped Ray over the top onto Dominic. Ford wiped them out with a flip dive, leading to a break about two minutes into this match. Dawkins worked over Dominic. So Dominic hit a tornado DDT. They each made tags, and Ray ran a wild until Ford cut him off. Ray dropped Ford on the middle rope and set up for a double 619, but Dominic with Dominic, but Dawkins pulled him out of the ring. Ray then tried a 619 and Ford blocked it. Ray managed to apply a roll-up and pick up the victory for his team. After the match, Dominic then tried tossing Ray from the ring as they celebrated. You know, a little Royal Rumble preview. But Ray actually countered and dumped Dominic instead. Ford then chucked Ray from the ring and Dawkins threw out Ford. Dawkins then laughed and said, <laughs> I had you! I had you, fam! <clears throat> but as he said that, in comes the Dirty Dogs. They randomly throw him out of the ring as well. So Dawkins, Ford, Ray, and Dominic all just kind of stood there and looked up as Ziggler and Rude were like, yeah, we eliminated nobody from nothing. Yeah. In the back, Tim Patrick introduced us to his guest at this time, Seth freaking Rollins. There wasn't much here except for Rollins saying, oh, hey, guess what? I'm going to be on SmackDown Friday. No shit. They then ran down the card for the Royal Rumble, and then we got Maurice's birthday party extravaganza. Miss comes out. He says he's gonna throw, he's got the biggest surprises and this and that for his wife, and he brings her out. For security around the ring, the ring had a red carpet and balloons and plenty of presents. The like, oh, got security here. She's like, "What's the security for?" And he goes, "Well, in case anyone tries to come down here," which security didn't work. So he's like, I got this first gift for you. And it was a framed photo. It was a painting of the two of them. Reese said that she felt even more special than when the Miz got her that pink car. And Miz made sure to mention it was a Rolls Royce. Miz pointed out the security and informed them that Edge and Beth, they ain't getting down here. Then there's a big old gold-wrapped present. And Miz goes, well, what do you mean, what's that present? I thought you brought that down here. I think you had that delivered. I didn't. You didn't. Who didn't? We didn't. Uh, security, get in the ring and open this box for me. He opens the box, and it's just the brick that Maurice hit Beth with last week. Played a replay and showed that. And then, well, as Miz was singing happy birthday, out would come Edge and Beth Phoenix. Edge just did a warning. Then you got a really pissed off rated R superstar and an even more pissed off Glamazon. We're going to give you a little preview what's going to happen this weekend at the Royal Rumble. The two of them then beat up the security. Ms. Maurice jumped out of the ring as Phoenix and Edge each speared security guards. 
They also gave one a heart attack and a 3D. Or Edge would powerbomb one through the table and the cake. Edge and Phoenix stared at Ms. Maurice as the show went off the air. And I was a little disappointed that neither Ms. or Maurice got any cake on them. I go, hey, why have the cake? And only the security guard get dumped in the cake. No cake on Ms.'s face. No cake on Maurice's face. Well, damn. Little bit of a, a underwhelming disappointment. But with that, that was Monday Night Raw. In all actuality, I felt like it wasn't a bad show. I thought it flowed really well. Didn't feel like super long like most weeks do. And it did a lot for me, at least, in my opinion, to build towards this weekend's Royal Rumble. I really enjoyed the show and thought that it was better than most weeks. But now you know what I think about the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Remember, you can put your Super Chats in the YouTube chat. You can hit that Donate button on Twitch down below to put more questions and concerns in there. Or you can text into 510-906-1341. And that number is 510-906-1341. But as we pull up the, the polls first, as far as the Twitch poll does go, 50% of you liked Raw, and 50% of you thought it was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 47.5% thought the show was just all right, 38% liked it, and 14% did not like Raw. And as we move over to the YouTube poll, 53% liked it, 32% didn't, and 15% thought it was just all right. As far as text messages here do go, I didn't like how they had RK-Bro lose the tag titles randomly. I think they could have done a, a big story behind it instead. No, I think it was it was all right for them to lose the titles because they had their run for a while. They had a long, nice run. Alpha Academy is getting over as heels. Like, they're working as heels, so why not put the titles on them and see if you can elevate them even more? Because I think it was the right call. Because, again, as the Alpha Academy goes, they are getting over as a great heel act. Got Gable and Otis together. And so I think, you know, it's time to put the titles on them. If it's not working out with the Alpha Academy, you put them right back on RK-Bro and everyone's the, the better for it. First it says, how much longer do you think Damian Priest will be the United States champion? Uh, I say he loses it before WrestleMania. I could be wrong on that, but I think he loses it before Mania. Which is, I think Raw did all right tonight. Who do you think will challenge for the women's tag titles? And do you see Kevin Owens, the next U.S. champ? I think there is a good chance Kevin Owens can win the U.S. title. And I have no clue who challenges for the women's tag titles at all. Another person says, I liked Raw tonight. Keep up the good work. Also, who should challenge for the Impact Championship next? Well, we're not talking about Impact. I haven't watched uh, the last like two weeks, so I don't know what they're doing right now. Finally, this person says, do you think Seth beats Roman or do you think Roman will retain? That's a tough one that we will be talking about Wednesday when we do our predictions on the Jesse and Timmy show. So I'm not going to say anything yet. I'm still on the fence. I think it can go either way, but I will make my final prediction on Wednesday. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PW. W Unlimited. 
Won't be live tomorrow because tomorrow's NXT, but we will be live on Wednesday, Wednesday morning for the Jesse and Timmy show, and then Wednesday evening for AEW Dynamite Beach Break. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Monday. I'll see you guys later. Have a good one.